may not be that smart and they may not be that pretty But they like to talk about Cardiff City It's the view from the ninny and with views from the ninny And not shoes from the ninny and the view from the ninny and... Right, nearly half time pal, your turn to get a ground round in, off you go No, you get this one in mate because I've got the beer sorted for later What do you mean you've got the beer sorted for later? I got the last one, you know that's not how the ground round works Listen here, bud. How does the offer of free beer sound? What do you mean free beer? No such thing, mate. Just go and get them in, man. Serious now. All you need to do is go to www.beer52.com forward slash VFTN and cover just £5.95 for the postage and you'll get your first case of eight globally sourced, fresh as can be, craft beers delivered right to your doorstep. What I mean is I've already got hours waiting for us after this and we'll need them after watching this shambles. What's the catch here now? Who are these people? Beer 52 are the world's most popular craft beer discovery club. Each month, they send a case of craft beer from a different part of the world. Recent cases have included beer from the Alps, New Zealand, the USA, Ireland, Korea, and Germany. Bloody hell, that's not bad, is it? Yep, and if you do change your mind, you can pause or cancel your account at any time you like. Cracking, so how do I get it again? All you need to do is go to www.beer52, that's the numbers 52.com forward slash VFTN. To get your first case of eight beers for just five ninety five, that's www.beer52.com forward slash vftn. Sound pie with a pint, then? You know I never say no to a pie. It's a special double pod week this week as Cardiff played Stoke midweek and won their fourth game on the bounce. That's on the bounce. Uh, ben, how's your shin splints? Awful, absolutely horrendous. That's Ben Price. He has really bad shin splints. And Tom, how's Carmarthen? Uh, fantastic, yeah. Still in 1980. So. Yeah, that's Tom Phillips. He's just awful, living in the past. Absolutely horrendous then. <laughs> well, sorry. <laughs> I quite like I, I'd say that I actually quite like Carmarthen. Yeah, I, I've, I've fitted, you know, I've kind of comfortably settled back in now. So To the West Whalian lifestyle. Uh, right yeah. ahead of the, the big game at the weekend as well, which is probably good timing. Oh, uh, yeah. Don't, yeah. I'm dreading that. Well, we'll come to that later. We'll come first, to that. Let's talk about uh, what just happened, the, the last 90 minutes against Stoke. Um, I think it's best summed up, Tom, by an absolutely shocking first half, an okay 50 minutes after the second half, and a brilliant last 30 minutes. Yeah, I think it was my fault, because I turned to my dad uh, after nine minutes and went, oh, we started okay, yeah? And then nothing happened. Because it, it, it was all right at the start. It was like kind of what you wanted from an away game. There wasn't much going on, but you don't mind that away at Stoke. And mm-hmm. I think, I think we'd have been relatively happy half time if it wasn't for like that for a goal. Obviously, that sounds absolutely ridiculous. You know what I mean, though. Like, if that was a nil nil going into half time, you'd take it being a drab, well, horrible kind of away fixture we, on a Tuesday night. As much as Campbell caused us a few problems, he didn't really have many shots apart from the one that curled wide. We kept him relatively quiet apart from that. Yeah, he. It was our mistake for the goal, but without that own goal, you're right. It was no shots on target for either team. It was just a really drab first half. But like you say, the own goal changes the complexion of things, doesn't it? Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, you, you're suddenly thinking, oh, this is one of the worst halves of football I've watched in a long time. And it just is, mm-hmm. it becomes very, very negative very, very quickly. But like you look at the stats for the whole game. Like, to keep a home side to that, that little shot was a one shot on target all game. Yeah. Um, yeah, we, we massively rode our luck at times, but we need that sometime throughout the season. So, yeah, I'm, I'm relatively happy with that performance. Even, yeah, towards the end was the best part of it. But I think as a 90, it's not that, that bad. Ben, do you agree? I do, yeah. Um, first half, I said it ain't going to be a classic. No one's going to be buying the DVD. 
But as far as we've got a pre-order in. <laughs> from HMV or HMV yeah going to pick it up next Tuesday as far as sort of away performances go it's sort of what you want apart from like we said the unfortunate own goal mm-hmm. and again there's not a lot Morrison could have done about that just touch from Smithies just happens to clip him and it just goes in he's really unlucky um, yeah it's far, like Stoke with a good side as well they're a very very good record so like that first half was poor but I'm not complaining. And then to go on and come from behind shows real show. It shows something that something's changing this team. Um, yeah. I don't want to say it sounded a bit too cliche, but you are right. It is character, 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 clarity of character. Clarity. And uh, yeah, it's, from there, it's just a nice result, isn't it? You can't complain really going to a place like Stoke and picking up a comfortable no. win and with a penalty saved as well. It's a cliche, isn't it? That you, you know, Stoke on a cold, wet Tuesday is where you don't want to be going. But it was cold, it was wet, and it was a Tuesday night. We went there and we outstoked them to an extent. We, we kind of kept them quiet for most of the game and then then turned it around. You say that the, the folks penalty. Um, I mean, Ben, in your opinion, was it a penalty? And two, how bad was the penalty? The penalty was awful, absolutely appalling. Um, I think that penalty is one of those when it goes if when it's given against you, don't think it's a penalty. When it's for you, it's a stonewall penalty. I think it's one mm-hmm. of those. If it was against us, we'd have been annoyed it wasn't given. Or if it was for mm-hmm. us, sorry, it wouldn't have been given. So, um, yeah, I can see what the ref gave it in the end. Yeah, I think a different referee probably wouldn't have given it. Um, he was he was a bit of a funny referee, though he didn't seem to do anything particularly wrong. Um, Tom, for you, the, the two turning points were they, the Vokes penalty and then Campbell going off, because that seemed to change the, the kind of momentum of the game, didn't it? Yeah, um, as an avid Wales fan, I've never been so glad to see Vokes on the pitch. It was weird. <laughs> like, he just came on and you kind of know what he offers and that's not what they needed at that point. Campbell was really causing us issues. Like, yeah, you said he only had that one shot, but every time he had the ball, he, like, he completely he, he turned t- He turned Bennett into that. He had him on yeah, toast, a couple didn't he? Of, yeah, a couple of times as well. And, you know, he was a danger every time he got anywhere near our box. And as soon as he went down injured, it was kind of like a sigh of relief, really, wasn't it? And then you see Vokes limbering up on the side and you think, look at our centre-back partnership. That's something we can handle quite comfortably. Mm-hmm. And then even when he stepped up for the penalty, I was kind of thinking he hasn't been on long either. It's like, you've got a chance to save in this. And I don't know, it, I wasn't that worried, which is bizarre. It's been the same thing for the whole, like the last couple of weeks have been the same thing where it's just been quite comfortable watching Cardiff. Even when things are against well, us, we, we think there's an avenue back into it. And we showed that tonight. As soon as, as, soon as Glatzel scored, there was only one team that was going to win it. And that was us. Stoke, I think without Campbell, without Brown, when he went off, it looks like they, they lost their attacking edge, didn't they? Because they lost the player that they could give the ball to who could just run at our t- defence and tire us. Instead, they had to go back into their kind of more attritional football. Um, ben, I mean, Glatzel came off the bench. Uh, one of his first things to do was to take the ball down and uh, slot home a smart finish. I mean, it's lovely to see him score him again, isn't it? It is. When you've got um, strikers scoring all over. Wow! It's, it's strange. We haven't had it for 15, yeah. what, 10 years more than one striker being able to score for us it's um, a nice change and like I said look we spoke about it on the last pod about how good it is to see Glatz sort of hitting some form sort of getting some goals and sort of hopefully building, rebuilding his confidence and scoring after what a couple of minutes on the pitch that's going to do it for mm-hmm. you um, it, it feels like then another statement of intent right uh, a win against a team above us who are in form it takes us to within five points of the top two points of the playoffs it's, it's another big win it's mental when you think about where we were for the commentary after the commentary game, doesn't it? And that was two weeks ago. It feels like a month ago now, but that was yeah. The from time of recording, thirteen days ago. 
Jesus. So it's mental, isn't it? Time's going slow enough. I can't get over that. It's absolutely mental. Yeah, and and Tom, it was winning when we were bad, right? I I think there have been times where I think, you know, earlier in the season, especially where we were passing the ball around a lot, we were dominating the possession, but we weren't winning. Tonight, perhaps it was a bad game of football for both sides, but we came over the three points, and that's a big change, isn't it? Yeah, and I think that the commentator uh, mentioned a couple of times saying that it's the first time we've come from behind um, to win a game in a year. And that's a big hurdle. Barnsley 3-2. Barnsley 3-2, yeah. And and that's a big hurdle to get over. And it's not like we've come from behind against Wickham after conceding early or something. We've come behind against Stoke away. And that's arguably one of the toughest teams to do that against. So, like you said, it is a change in character. There seems to be kind of... uh, a new confidence around the team now where even if we go behind, you can see the, the, like the, the body language didn't really drop when we were 1-0 down. You know, Morrison, who sets the tone for it, it was his mistake. But yeah, you can see he was just ready to get going again and that he confidence is oozing. He didn't again. sell it at all, did he? He literally just, it went in, you normally when players score an own goal, they sort of make a meal of it, hands on head, yeah. you know, look like the world's ending. Shout at the keeper. Yeah, you hear, hell of darkness, my own friend come across and sort of he just literally turned around got on with it like a proper captain should set the mood for the players not to dwell on it and to get on with it yeah. well look as a centre half I, I know full well what it's like to score an own goal in a big game um, over Haley parking card if that one timer <laughs> straight into the bottom corner from the penalty spot as an own goal I shouted at the keeper so <laughs> it wasn't his fault it was my fault was um, it a no look finish as well though oh no look finish in off the post mate what a volley um, look, just looking at the FOP mob stats, um, Joe Riles came in a man of the match with 8.5. I mean, he, he set up both goals. Um, he also was our, our top player for dribbles succeeded with how many dribbles do you want to guess, boys? Three. One. Uh, one dribble. I, 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 I have <laughs> no dribble. idea. I had no idea what that would be, like what a normal amount of dribbling dribble. is. It's, it's funny, right, Tom? At the, at the start of that game, people were probably going to say, oh, we look knackered, we look tired. But then by the end of the game, all of a sudden our tails are up and everything else. It's... It's that it's the importance of momentum, isn't it? Four wins in a row, going into a big game at the weekend. Momentum covers a lot of things, doesn't it? Like tiredness. Yeah, and like we were saying, like it feels like ages ago that Coventry game, but it shows it comes so thick and fast in the championship that it can change like in an instant. So, it, like it really kind of highlights how bad you're doing if you lose a couple of games because it swings so quickly. But we've hit form a bang on the right time now, coming into Christmas and the obvious game on the weekend. But um, we play on the weekend? I don't know. It's just some local team to me. But, um, yeah, it's, it's mad, really, because it was just the way we saw the game out, though. Um, there just seemed to be, like, a nouse about us, where, like, even, like, Ojo was just running the ball into touch and kicking it away it and away. just... And then we late, we... late, late kind of niggly fouls. Yeah, and just, like, taking it into the corner about 10 minutes to go and just really winding them up and, like, like getting corners and throw-ins and just heading it back to the keeper at the right time. And it's just, it's a side to us we haven't seen for a while. We, t- we took this thing out of the game, didn't we? Which is something we wouldn't normally do. I think even under Warnock, there were times where we would, we would try and see games out, but we would just invite more and more pressure on. But yeah. today, it just didn't seem like there was... Maybe it was, again, you know, like, I think we have to remember that Stoke had a couple of key players go off injured. They, they are walking wounded and everything else, but they just didn't seem like they, they, they knew how to deal with us shutting the game down in that sense. And I think that's a really nice thing to see that with, with 10, 15 minutes to go, you just know you're going to win. I think we did look leggy in part as well, like to kind of balance our bit. It wasn't all like rosy for us. And we still look a little bit devoid of ideas going forward at times. And, you know, Harry Wilson was missing for 
pretty much the whole game. He had that one shot from distance to kind of give you an insight of what he can do. But, you know, we've got away with it the last couple of games because they've been ground out away performances at teams you expect to um, not have many chances. But I think going forward now, um, we've got to create chances, especially at home. And otherwise, I think the pressure might come back on Harris. But while we're winning, mm-hmm. we'll happily ignore it and just say, yeah, we're playing great. Ben, you, you talked about character. Um, and I think we've, I've, I've got a little section on character here. Um, it, it, it's testament to Harris really today, isn't it? That he was able to change the game from the bench with someone like Glatzel, that we were able to score from the set pieces, get crosses in and, and just exploit those areas. And, and to people like Morrison to come back from the mistakes they made. Is that, is that something that you're starting to see more of this side, especially you know, with Watford in this game now? That's two games in a row where we've gone to places that would normally be scary places to go and we've come away with three points. Yeah, I think it's exactly what you want out of a side that's looking to get promotion. You want teams and it's something that we questioned from the... You look at the character of the squad now compared to th- three weeks ago, it's totally, it's totally night and day. Something's really changed in that camp. And I don't know if it was the case of hitting Rock Bottom and Coventry. Mm-hmm. But the manner of the performances and everything about it is just shows that whatever Harris is doing, his man management has been spot on. And his game management as well, actually, if you look at tonight. Um, yeah, the character of the squad's fantastic and you can't fault them for it. Tom Harrison? I, well, I was when we were at a rock bottom. I know, so it's, yeah. just, it's becoming a theme now, isn't it? Because yeah. <laughs> if I change my mind then, I'd, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't, no, no, not for me today. He's got to go. <laughs> yeah, I've had He's enough. It's not good enough. Yeah, Harrison. For, I mean, yeah, it's it, it, we keep alluding to it, but I, I, you know, I was on Radio Wales with Chris Watton before, and he said the last time I spoke to him, dropping that in, last time I spoke to him was ahead of the Coventry game, and he said, "Do, do you think we that Cardiff needed to hit that rock bottom before they turned it around?" And I think probably, yeah, we probably needed to know how bad we could be to to be able to kind of change things and change the mentality within the squad because I think you've seen it with the players and the way they've spoken recently. Smithy's kind of talked about the importance of the players taking responsibility and I think we've seen more of that over the last few games, haven't we? I think Moore looks like a different beast all of a sudden and I think there was times where it looked like he was carrying the weight of the world on his shoulders. I think Rawls has stepped up in the last few games, especially tonight. Um, and I think if you look at Moz in defence, like you were talking about earlier with the own goal, he, he didn't dwell on it, did he? He just stepped up and he just carried on with the game. I think, I think as well, if that's our rock bottom, we're doing all right. Because you yeah. look at the teams in the league like Forest and Derby and Chef Wed, even without the points deduction, would be really struggling down there. You know, it's easy in this league to really kind of be caught adrift at the bottom and down there with the likes of Wickham. So for us to bounce back after having that blip is great. And what better way to do it than on a pitch with the likes of Shawcross, James McLean, Tom Ince, just like hateful tossers. Like it it couldn't th- be better, really. I feel like you'd have a lot to say about Shawcross and McLean. Um, you know, similar to your Lee Johnson rant earlier in this year. What What are your opinions on people like Shawcross and McLean? Shawcross is a cock, isn't he? Like, there's no two ways about it. He showed his He showed his class with the situation with Ramsey and the lack of apology. Mm-hmm. Bell end. The less said about him, the better. McLean uh, gets a hard time from fans, but then doesn't help himself by being a Grade A bell end at the same time. Yeah, sort of respect his views and think he's a cunt at the same time. I don't know how he does it. Um, yeah, it's it's a complicated team that Stoke side, isn't it? And it sh- to be honest, if anything, it shows even more of how good of a job their manager's doing. Because you've not yeah. just got, you've also got the influence of Paul Ince screaming, banging on the window every twenty minutes, saying how good his son is and how he should be playing for Real Madrid. I, 
I'd forgotten that Tom Ince existed until he, almost, until he came off the bench. Because I remember what, when we were in the Premier League the first time, we were going to sign him for sort of eight to ten million quid. And it was like, everyone was excited about him. He's just an absolute damp squib, isn't he? Shite. He was shite when we were going to sign him. He's shite now. Yeah, but when we were going to sign him, he was shite in 20. <laughs> now yeah. he's shite in 28. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's... Um, um, not, he's not a player you want in a squad. He's the he's he's the classic journeyman, championship journeyman. He is a classic. He's what is it? Huddersfield, Stoke, Hull. He's been at a few places now. Blackpool as well. Um, we, we asked for the Twitter questions as usual. Um, I'll kind of alternate them between you two. Uh, Tom, let's come to you first. Uh, Owen Reid asks: We've gone from mediocrity to the form team in the championship. What's changed in the last four games? Cut those silly mistakes. Um, we set a bit of an intensity. Like there's players who are really setting the tone. And it's kind of dribbling through the squad now. And I think just like that general now, like we've started to win a game, we've learned how to win it and we've carried on going with it. And it's just a classic championship thing, isn't it? We've hit a bit of form and you win a game, you can suddenly um, win four or five in quick succession in the space of two weeks. So, yeah, I think that's what's changed so far. Now we're five points off the top. Uh, Dan Moffitt, friend of the pod. Uh, I may be forgetting something obvious, but when was the last time we had a... This one's for you, Ben. We had a run of four or five games where our strikers scored in every game. Does it show that something has changed or is it the case that things are slowly starting to come together? Um, it's got to be, what, Chopper and Bothroyd. So the last time I can think we got strikers scoring regularly for us. I feel us. like Helgeson had a run early on in that pro- promotion season where he scored a few but then dropped off as well. Yeah, so he, that's he only scored that's 10, one. didn't he? Yeah, he scored in like... The, but he, I don't think he did anything after January, did he, Helgeson? Mm. No, he scored like a couple no. of like Blackburn away, didn't he? And two with on the Macintosh. Two, uh, two, two with Ipswich when he had tampons up his nose always stands out for me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, th- I think he managed to break his nose twice in a game that game. Good man. Good I man. loved her. I loved her. He was one of the most underrated strikers City have ever had, Helgson. Without him and his goals early on in the season, he was vital. But even then, we didn't have another striker supporting him, coming chipping in with goals as well when he didn't get goals. If he didn't score for us at that stage, we weren't scoring. Yeah. Let, um, let's not get carried away, mind. Like, Glatzel scored two. Like, two and two, I, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Moore's at a bit of form, don't get me wrong, but it's not like we've got a scintillated partnership at the moment. Harris has had one, Glatzel's had two. Tom, Tom is that question? Hell, stop stop. To, yeah, just like, let Ben answer it, man. It's I'm too you. positive. <laughs> Sorry, ben, Sorry. Carry on, mate. Go on. Go on. It's and I get grief on Twitter for being the miserable sod. Yeah, I know. Don't talk. Where were you? <laughs> Does it show that something has changed, or is it the case that things are starting to slowly come together? What do you think? I think both, isn't it? It's a case of yeah. what Harris wanted is coming together, but he's made the changes that have made it happen. So, um, yeah, it's all just coming together. It's all coming together at a lovely, lovely time. To your point, though, Tom, I understand what you're saying, but at the same time, today showed that if Moore isn't going to score, you can bring on Glatzel and he'll he'll chip in with the goal. And I think in the in the last game, obviously, both Moore and Glatzel scored, but I think it'd be nice if we can get to rhythm where they both score any alternate games because then they'll both get about 18 goals a season, and everyone will be both will be really happy with their goal bonuses, and um, everyone will like them all equally. You're saying that as if I don't want that to happen. Well, then stop moaning there. The response <laughs> made it sound like you didn't. <laughs> All right, it's getting late. All right, Tom, I'm coming to your Comfy. question. All right, we'll try to get you off to bed. Uh, Tony Moore, who starts on Saturday, hoping that Wilson isn't injured? Do you go in with the same 11 that's worked recently or has Glatzel forced his way into contention? I, I think I'd start Glatzel. Um, it's harsh on Harris because he puts an absolute shift in it and he had no service at mm-hmm. all for the first half of that game. They were running after... Just lumped balls that were going nowhere. Um, but I think, you know, Glatzel, he's hit 
like he's had this two in two games like like you're very, very happy down. with positive um and i think like he'd benefit from getting a bit of a run so he's been rewarded by coming on and scoring yeah. and i think it's you know having him and more up there will be a handful for the Swansea defenders to to deal with. So I think I'd like to see him come in. I think we might need to freshen up the midfield a little bit. I think um, Volks has done his stint now of coming in and setting an intensity. And I think I'd probably bring in Marlon Pack again. Um, but apart Pack from Pack him that, in. Nice. Um, but yeah, I think that's why I change. I think just those two changes for now. All right. All right. Um, I, it looked like Wilson's injury was kind of like an impact or, or, or it was an arm injury and it looked like it came from a foul. So hopefully he should be fit for Saturday. Uh, ben, you'll know this name. It's Scott Salter, friend of the pod. Uh, Harry Wilson not quite firing as we know he can. How can we get the best out of him? And all of our centre midfielders are pretty similar. Lack an option that can make things happen, run with the ball, a camarasa, if you will. Will that cause us an issue at some point and something to address in January? Um, I, I, I actually don't know at the moment in this system how we get the best out of Wilson. I think he's the one that's probably suffering most out of this sort of new system. But that's mm-hmm. down to him to adjust his game and sort of prove that he's not just a free kick merchant. It's down to him now to prove that he can settle into any system and sort of prove his worth and prove he is a Premier League quality player. Um, it's it's not easy for him. He's come in. It's been a tough start and now we're on a good run. Um, I think he'll find his place in the squad and sort of we'll see the best out of him soon. Um, as for centre mids, we've got a bit of variety there. I, I don't, I wouldn't put Bakuna and Pack in the same sort of thing as same sort of mould as Volks and um, Rawls. But and the issue at the moment is is that Bakuna has to play right back, right? And I think yeah. he's almost like the ball carrier that you would play in midfield. If if you played him alongside Pack, you know Pack would sit, uh, Bakuna would attack. If you played him alongside Rolls, Rolls would almost do the dirty work for for Bakuna. But we can't do that at the moment. So almost on that question, is it get a new right back in and play him and Jordi alternate and then put Bakuna in the midfield? That's I think probably what's more likely to happen, um, because I don't really see what sort of player we can get in. I know you mentioned someone like a Camarasa. That's not going to happen in this. Well, coming back from injury, you never know. But um, mm. yeah, it's a difficult position to find sort of someone to fit that role, especially in the championship where you don't get as much time on the ball before you close down. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Bakuna is sort of that sort of other midfielder that you need. We just need a right back to sort of get him in there when we need those sort of options. I wonder if we can get Lee Peltier back. The next two questions were from Mill and Alex Strange. They kind of looked at Glatzel. We, we've kind of covered it off already with the partnership with Moore would, would be good. Alex Strange also says, shout out to Smithies as a class. Saved us again today. Uh, Tom, coming to you on this one, because I know you're a centre-half as well. Have you, have you any of you had such a mixed game like Sean Morrison? Captain's hat-trick today, own goal, penalty, and the winner. Have you ever had a game like that? Scored a brace and broke an ankle. I think that's the most mixed I've had. Yeah, it wasn't ben. my fault, the, the ankle break, by the way, and I'd like to apologise again to that track. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> the court case was <laughs> yeah. settled. Uh, but yeah, not quite as mixed as that, no. Ben? Yeah, um, I remember playing for my school against Krakow. Um, I was in goal, trod on my own legs, the ball bounced over me, went in goal, went in, they took the lead. And then went up for a corner then towards the end. And I'm left-footed, but managed to catch this on the on my right foot on the volley and scored an absolute wieldy while I was a goalkeeper. So yeah, that was a pretty mixed one for me. Oh, Jimmy Glass. <laughs> I was classmate. It was unreal. That's probably what it was like. Um, have I ever had a mixed game? I've, I mean, a lot of my games end in the same sort of way. <laughs> Me starting a mass brawl. Yeah, <laughs> so, you, get, you get angry. <laughs> yeah. Well, I I, 
I scored. I, I did score a brace once from centre half, and one of the goals was um, I managed to flick it over their centre half's head, run round and curl it into the bottom corner, then scored a penalty later on whilst wearing mismatched boots because the lace had broken on mine. So I'll take that as something. Um, plenty of bookings in my future and I've scored uh, my past, and I've scored a few own goals as well. Um, I don't know you're asking this question to. Um, let's go to you again, Tom. He's so blue. I think some of the players are a bit tired. Who needs to be given a chance? And there seemed to be no game plan tonight. We were awful. Why? But you, you don't think there was no game plan tonight, do you? No, I think the game plan was clear. It was just to kind of set up, like, not park the bus, but like be solid. We were pressing quite high and we, we were trying to stop them playing the ball. But mm-hmm. we just got caught up by like Campbell uh, and like that own goal. But it was clear what the game plan was. I think we were poor at times. I think awful is a bit strong. But I think where we lacked kind of, I don't know, a bit of class, we made up for it then with just kind of resolve and just now. So I think think awful is a bit much. And I think it was the kind of performance, we're not going to be brilliant in every game. And this is the performance you kind of want to see every now and again, that we can grind out a result. So... I think he's so blue. Well, yeah, he is quite blue, isn't he? Like, if if he's yeah. that down, he's blue. Dabba dee babu die. A classic Eiffel sixty five song. <laughs> That's <laughs> Ben. You remember that one? No, just yeah. Me. No, no, um, no. Remember it. Right. Obviously, the sat, sat Well. We've got one question that's kind of in any other business, so I'll come to that first. Um, uh, I, this is an open, open to the floor. Um, ben, I might come to you first. Uh, from Gareth Baker, also friend of the pod, what do you think about the new music arena that's being built? I think it's fantastic. It's something that the areas really need and should bring vital tourism money into the South Wales area and Cardiff, which, which really needs after this uh, devastating economic crisis that's gone on since the coronavirus. Tom? Uh, you know, being a Cardiff City podcast, what does it do to the gigs that would ordinarily be in the stadium? You know, your Bon Jovi's, your, your Stereophonics, where are they going to go I, now, boys? I didn't know where you were going to go It saves our pitch. It saves our pitch. That's where it I does. Thought, I thought you were about to say, well, you know, we better start booking the venue there. Because, <laughs> you know... <laughs> The card, you know, be from Ninian Live from the new music arena. We oh, I, thought, I, thought was, I thought he was asking if we can have a game there. <laughs> Hello, <Yeah>. Cardiff. <laughs> <laughs> one applause. <laughs> I just one bloke there. Fucking Booman. <laughs> Booman. Uh, no fucking Booman tonight. Um, obviously, uh, Saturday is um, what well, was quite a big game. Uh, I put a quite, I put a little tweet out saying if there's anything that people want to say about Swansea, and predictably, we got a few. Um, expletive laden tweets. Lloyd M says, You Jack bastard. Uh, Gonzo McKenzie says, We should laugh at them for missing out on Swansea born football legend Mark Harris. So it'll be Mark Harris for Cardiff from Swansea facing up against Ben Cabango from Cardiff for Swansea on Saturday. If Cabango could play, I don't know. Swansea missing a lot of centre halves at the moment. Um, and looking ahead to Swansea now, it's the first South Wales derby of the season, the first of a kind played behind closed doors. And, and Ben Togas actually said, we play better against teams who want the ball. Not that actually means anything in the context of a derby match, though. How are you feeling about this game? Do you, do you think we play better against teams that want the ball? We proved that against Watford on Saturday, but is that I think something know, you're, you're I think confident we about? know how to dry, like grind out a win against these sort of sides. We know how to play against them. Sort of, we know what our game plan is for those. Mm. I think tonight was the first time we've come up against a side that sort of plays a bit different. Our wins recently be against sides that sort of like to get the ball and sort of take give us with it. Um, so yeah, um, it could be a bit of an advantage, but again, like you says, it's a derby, so anything can happen. Um, 
Tom, how confident about you are these games, or does it just all go out the window when it comes to, to the South Wales derby? No, I think having momentum is huge. And I think that's, we saw that last year, where we were quietly confident going into the game away from home. But then as soon as the game started, it kind of materialised like every other game I had before it, really, where it was a bit of a damp squib and we, we didn't really get a kick. So mm-hmm. I think it can only be beneficial coming into of four wins. Um, and like you said, there's no fans there as well. So like that's where form comes into it even more then because you're not you're not you're not buzzing off the atmosphere or anything like that. You're not getting a reaction off the fans around you. So I think you are then, well, yeah, you're going off how you've been feeling of the weeks leading up to it. So I'm I'm more confident going into this than I have been in past ones. Um, I'm not going to go shouting. I say I'm not going to go shouting. But I'm saying on a podcast, but um, yeah, we'll have thousands <laughs> of listeners. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm quietly confident going into this one that because they don't score many goals and we we're pretty solid. It's not going to be. I, it's not going to be one for the, the seven theorists. nil Swansea then. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think it's just going to be like a one nil sneaker. I think, and it, to us. And uh, how do you think the the kind of lack of crowds will play into things? Do do you think it will take that little edge out the game? I, I, it, it does feel like there's. With the games we've had recently and the games we've had so far this season, there just does seem to be something missing from these games. Do you think being a derby will put that back in the game or do you think it will be the same as any other game this season, just slightly sterile? Um, I think that it's... The South Wales derby's known for its passion that sort of just sometimes... Fire and uh, passion. Yeah, the fire and passion from the fans. Um, The lack of that is going to affect the quality of the game. There's no doubt about that. and the players aren't going to be as up for it and putting those early tackles in that you'd get in sort of derby games when it's a packed stadium. And with the lack of local lads as well, it's going to be tough. You've got more local lads playing for the opposition you have for your own side. It's um, tough to get up for it and sort of want to... For the play- well, it's tough for the players to know what... They know what it means, but to prove what it means to sort of go wild and sort of put in those big hits, it's hard to do, isn't it? Do you think... <laughs> And I, 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 you, I'll, I, I'll ask the question when I stop stuttering. Um, Tom, <laughs> do you think that we've, as, as a club, we've got people like Morrison, Bennett, um, Bamba, uh, perhaps even people like Volks and Moore who've come straight in and, and been, you know, they, they kind of get the fabric of the club and things like that. Do you think we as a club have more of those kind of players who understand the club more than Swansea have players who understand the club. Swansea have a few more lone players in there, people like Gurhi, there are people like Ryan Bennett who have only come in this season. Yes, they have people like AU and Grimes who might have been there for a similar amount of time, but do you see that as having an impact on the game? No, I think Swansea got quite a lot of people around this squad, haven't they, who've been there, Listen, just shut up, all right? I wonder, well, we're actually disagreeing <laughs> for once. It's good. No, like, you've got the likes of Connor Roberts and stuff as well. He yeah. knows what it's about. And, yeah. and I think it'll help for both sides that there's now there's Welsh contingent on both sides who understand what it's about because I'm sure there's conversations between them when they go away in international camps but then having a lunatic like Moz or like and then having people like Bamba and even Harris to be fair like he's come in and he's kind of he says the right things at times he knows what it Mm. means to fans like certain games I I don't think you'll struggle to get the players up for the game and I think you will see a few big tackles going in but it just won't be quite the same level as when you've got 32,000 people baying for blood on the sidelines it's going to be weird, isn't it? I, I, I forget how, how horrible the atmospheres are at derbies. And remembering back to last season when we were at the Liberty and it was, 
it was just nasty in there, isn't it? And it's just, uh, that's the one thing that this game is really going to miss. And I'm, it's a shame, really. It's a shame that you can't even have 2,000 fans in there just to, just to enjoy it. Dress. Just one. Just, just get Die Hunt in there. That's all we want. <laughs> uh, you have to, to apologise for, for the language all the time, wouldn't you, with him? Um, <laughs> it suddenly can... turns into just him abusing all of our own players. Neil! Neil! Sean! 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 Are you quite finished? <laughs> um, looking at Swansea obviously they, they drew tonight with Bournemouth 0-0 um, they're a couple of points ahead of us in the table I think it's four points currently ahead of us in the table um, scored less goals than us conceded less than us um, their form at the moment is a couple of draws a couple of wins a loss uh, Tom where do you see their threat coming from obviously they've got people like Ayu um, up front um, is there anyone else that you would pinpoint anyone else you'd look at from their team that you worry about I worry about breaking them down, I think, more than anything. I'm not worrying too much about them going forward. Like, IU's got that touch of class about him, but he's not an out-and-out striker. Mm-hmm. Um, they're kind of lacking that, and they? they're lacking the Brewster they had last season. Um, but I think, like, people like Conor Roberts, he's chipped in with a couple of goals. Um, the engine on that bloke is unbelievable. He's the type of player, yeah, if he was playing for Cardiff, you'd love him. Um, yeah. He just chases down lost causes and stuff, and he can cause you problems going forward as well. Um, but, yeah... Um, they're just they're just an all-round quite solid team, aren't they? Really, um, mm-hmm. Cooper's clearly quite a good manager as well. He, he he's organised. I think him and Harris are relatively similar in a way. Like they know how to set the team up. Um, they, they're not really setting the world alight, like us. So I think you've just got to keep IU quiet, um, keep him out of the game. I, I'm just I don't know. I, it's going to be a set piece or something for us. I think that's going to settle it. Um, I can't. I can't imagine it being the goal fest or anything too exciting. Ben, where do you see their their danger? I think Ayu is the big one. Isn't he? He's too good for this league. If he wasn't on stupid money, they'd have someone would have come in and taken him off Swansea. He's a fantastic player. And in a derby, sometimes you look for that class class player to sort of bring those moments. You think back to Bellamy at the Liberty, uh, Chopra at this Cardiff City Stadium those sort of moments for us you want that bit of quality that's there um, if you think about anyone for Swansea who's got it it's Ayo. he can be quiet for the whole game but if he gets two seconds on the ball in the right space he will be able to create something or score a goal that sort of snatched it for them so keeping him mm-hmm. quiet is vital Looking um, at the... sorry I think Grimes is a very underrated player as well he yeah. makes them tick doesn't he he's yeah, a bit he really... like Joe Riles for us he just keeps them ticking over yeah, keeps the ball moving he's understated and he, he just like yeah like, like he sets intensity for the team like like much like Rawls does for us and the cutting passes and stuff and I think a big loss to them was when they lost uh, Morgan Gibbs-White wasn't it early on in the season I think because yeah. he, he started very very well for them and don't wish an injury on anyone but when he saw he was out for a couple of months it was like a little smile kind of because he could have been a big difference for them. Well, he started very there. well, didn't he? He started, yeah, having got a goal and assist in his first couple of games. Yeah. And obviously, the, the, the kind of big news coming from, from Swansea this week is the, the loss of Ryan Bennett at the back, uh, the potential loss of Mark Gurhey. It looks like tonight they played a, a back three of Norton, Cabango, and uh, La, I can't say his name, Latibudier on the, on the left side, um, who I've never heard of. Um, so, shows how much I know about this league, hey? Um <laughs> Uh, he's from Doncaster. He's played for FC Twenty. Um, Tom, that kind of plays into our hands, right? If you're going to go with Glatzel and Moore up front, and it's just against Cabango, I, 
I think Cabango is a great talent, but there, there has been moments where he looks a bit ropey. Um, would you target him? Um, I wouldn't target him in particular. I think you just keep at the defence because, like you said, they've lost a couple recently and that was their most kind of dependable part of their squad. So, mm-hmm. yeah, just just get into them nice and early and, you know, make your presence felt. Don't do anything brash like elbowing someone in the head because he hasn't done it yet, but more sometimes he gets booked quite early on in games and you think, like, in a game like this, you don't want to do that because you lose your impact. But just mm-hmm. let them know you're there early on. Nothing brash and silly. And I think you could probably grind them down because there might be a lapse in concentration or something other like than not used to playing with each other. And then you've just got to capitalise. And recently, we've been clinical and capitalised. So the chance will come and it's just if we take it or not. Um, I guess the, the final question on, on the derby before we, we move on is, Ben, where will you be watching the game and how nervous are you already? Uh, I will be watching it from home and I'm shitting it. I hate the derbies. I absolutely hate them. Just the build-up, everything about it, even when there's no fans there, I still get that feeling of dread. I just... There's people that claim they love them and I don't get it. Because, you know... You just can't you, deal with the nervous energy. It just, no, it that's the bit I don't like. It's just... oh No, I'm just not a fan of the derbies at all. They're normally crap games. And then, if you lose, you're weak. It's not just your week ruined, it's months ruined, isn't it? Luckily... Well, or unluckily, we've got another one coming up in January as well. It's a very quick turnaround, isn't it? About six, is it four or five weeks between them? Yeah. It's, it's At least like that way then week. they're out of the way and you'd have to deal with them. But yeah, for me, I'm not looking forward to it, but I'll be watching it on the sofa with my dog. So if we lose, I can kick him. Oh, that's a bit rude. A bit mean to Rollo. Tom? Rollo? 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 Rollo. <laughs> Tom? Uh, I'll be watching in West Wales, but in, in the house. Um the old man's had to, um, he's been put into isolation. His track and trace went red today. Oh, so, no. he, so he's now missing a wedding. So he gets to watch it in the house. I reckon he set this up. Yeah, um, yeah. He knows the guy's in charge of the app, yeah, doesn't he? So he's, he's, he's been walking through town hearing people cough and just going up to them. Yeah. Just licking them. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so I'll be watching it at home. Um, it's my birthday as well. So, of course it is. As I've mentioned many times on the pod. Um, but yeah, so it could be a very, very, Happy birthday, or it could be really, really depressing. So, uh, there's nothing bad when you win these games. I know people you say you hate them, but it's a good few months after. It just seems a while since we've had that. That's yeah, like, it's, that's the problem. I can't remember what it feels like to win. Yeah, we just won four in a row. All right, win the derby. <laughs> I mean, I looked at it today because someone, someone tweeted saying, um, it's on your poll, Tom, actually, if you want to talk about your poll that you did. Um, someone said, it, I can't remember the last time we beat them or, or whatever it was. And I think it was only three derbies ago that we actually last beat them because we drew one last year, lost one. We lost the one before that, but then the one before that we won. And then Old we beat them goal. in the derbies before that as well. So it's just because we haven't played them in a long time. It's, it's, yeah. it's not that we don't ever beat them. It's just it's only been four years since we last played them, uh, since our last win. Yeah, but we haven't scored in the last three. So it's kind no, of like, it just seems strikers so now, drab. Oh, well, yeah, we've got a, the ideal partnership, apparently. So, but I Go do on, think, then, talk. I do think that you look at it with this, if they're playing a back three like they did tonight, Christ, they're, not good, they're young defenders as well. It's not like it's an experienced centre-back group of centre-backs. They're not going to want to go up against Kiefer Moore for 90 minutes. No, well, Cabango said thing. it. Cabango said it, didn't he? In the oh, Wales training, camp. yeah. Um, yeah. He said that he he's just an absolute nightmare and a handful. To, 
he's an absolute pest. Yeah, that, and, and he, he was just so difficult to kind of keep under wraps. So I don't know whether that works in Cabango's favour that he's had a bit of practice trying to defend against him, or whether the fact that Moore's got under his skin already in a training camp works in his favour. He's got the psychological advantage. Let's hope it's the latter. I just hope he's got his hair out of his face uh, for the big game on Saturday. Let's keep him more. Tom, you did a poll. Do you want to talk us through your poll? Yeah, you know, in a wave of inspiration. I'm kind of, you know, a creative kind of person, you know, Ben. Um, always bouncing ideas. Ideas, man, me. Which Ben were you talking to? Oh, just both, really. I thought, you know. <laughs> just another idea I had. I could just ben say Ben squared. Yeah. Um, you know, I put a nice uh, hypothetical uh, question out there. Would you rather beat Stoke and draw with Swansea, so four points, or lose against Stoke? And beat Swansea, so Derby win by three points. And do you want to ask this guest what the poll poll results were? Uh, have you seen them already? No, I haven't actually. Oh, I you haven't. haven't? Okay. No. And Price, have you seen it? I have. Yeah, so I'll let Ben answer. Fine, Ben James. I think uh, more people would rather have lost to Stoke and beaten Swansea, and I think the ratio is about sixty forty. It's sixty five, roughly sixty five percent would rather lose against Stoke and beat Swansea. Um. Um, but it was quite funny because, like, if you look in the comments underneath it, it was mainly people saying it's got to be four points, it's got to be four points. So it looks like the people who've said they'd rather beat Swansea have three points want to do that, but were quite embarrassed by it and didn't really want to show their face. Yeah, the famed silent majority. Exactly. But I, I put the four points, to be honest, because, you know, a draw isn't too bad against them. I think, I think, I think if you said, if you said to you, if you kind of came to me blind and said, right, you're playing two teams in the top six in the next two games, you can have four points from them. I would snap anyone's hand off. I think just because it's Swansea, obviously it adds that extra edge. You know, when you play football manager, you always get asked, do these games mean more? And you always kind of have to say, yeah, they do. Because, you know, Dave Jones always tried to downplay it. But I think to the fans and to you know certain sections of the fans, it, it, it's the be all or end all. Yeah. And it, I think someone said yeah. that, you know, you'll have a chance to make that point up later in the season. But it's like, it's fine margins. You look at the end of last season with our last playoff place, swing yeah. in with the goals at the end, of the end of the season. I don't think there is always a case where you can make up that point at some point. So I'd be taking the four points all day long. Ben, what would you take? <laughs> He's looking at his quite The whole time I thought, yeah, def- 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 definitely take the four points. Definitely take the four points, but sort of, yeah. Sort of thinking back to it and just all the abuse you get, I'd much rather beat Swansea, I think. Interesting. It's a tough one, isn't it? It is a tough one. Um, but that's that's Tom's big poll <laughs> for this <laughs> oh, week. That is now a feature. Please, can we do Tom's, Tom's big, big poll? poll? Yeah. Tom's big poll will be back uh, <laughs> next week. Uh, Hall of Fame is obviously on hiatus this week because it's a double pod week and... The poll hasn't been done yet because it's not Wednesday, so that'll be coming this week uh, as well. Tom, did you have a quiz for us? Yeah, I, I do. I thought, you know, let's bring it back. Big, Again, ideas, man. Big ideas, man. Tom, heavy podcast this week. Uh, the fans will be loving it. <laughs> yeah, I'm in my element this week. Got a lot to Call say. Call it the Tom Tom Club. <laughs> Why? Come <laughs> <laughs> on, then, let's do the quiz and then we can round off with our Christmas cracker initiative. <laughs> so we can sound like we're doing charity work which we're definitely nope. not <laughs> <Never>. <laughs> right so here's the the big South Wales Derby quiz great name um, yeah how many right, questions so there's um, eight questions but there's two bonus parts to two the, uh, to two of the questions there's ten points in total to be had ten points we need a pen and paper or 
Uh, yeah, I have a pen and paper. Um, Luckily, I've got one. Um, we'll go through the answers at the end as well, because um, I Thanks, don't, uh, I don't trust you to to say, you know, be honest. I reckon you go, oh yeah, I was going to say that. So mm-hmm. let me know when you're ready, lads. I am I'm ready. I've, I've written one to ten on a piece of paper. I would have done one to eight and two bonus, but it's fine. It's fine. Um, number one. So Graham Cavanagh scored a famous winner. Is it that famous? I don't know against the JBs in the FAW Premier Cup final in 2002. But what colour were we wearing? I saw that on Twitter today. Yeah, I saw that today as oh, well. Oh, fine. And there's a bonus point to be had in this one. So the nearest person will get it, get the point. What was the attendance? Got it. <laughs> right. Back no. on you. <laughs> number, <laughs> number two. This could be either either club. But what player has made the most appearances in the South Wales Derby? Oh fuck. Obviously it could be either club. That's such a daft thing to say. Hmm. That's quite a tough one. <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty. Yeah, it's pretty obvious. Not an obvious answer, but you know, it's a classic question. No, it's a classic question. It's just a bit like you could have a punt, I mean, couldn't you? I've, I've the done a name punt, in my head. Yeah. Okay. That I can't. I don't know if it's the right name or not, though. Ooh, that 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 does matter. That's a big difference. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, we move on to number three. Uh, in 2009, in the Derby and Indian Park. A referee was struck by a coin. Who was that ref? <laughs> Number four. Good penalties he gave that day. Number four. Stephen Colker scored the winner in the first Premier League derby. Famously played for both clubs. But which club did he make the most appearances for? Out of the two. Fifty-fifty on that one. <laughs> Literally is, mate. Good, good, yeah. good odds. Good matches back. There's another bonus part to this one. How many goals did he score for Cardiff? Ooh. Ben is counting. Ben James pretending he was counting certain goals and not a chance. <laughs> well, I remember. I, I specifically well, remember three. Right. Who was the last player to move directly between the two clubs? Oh. Uh, permanent transfer or loan? It could be either for this one. I think I know that one. I've got a good guess, but I have no idea. I've realised that the way I've structured this quiz means that I should have been given the answers as I went along, but it's fine. I'll skip the next question. <laughs> There's only nine <laughs> questions. <laughs> I'll do the other question at the end. It's fine. I can um, read it, um, the um, tiebreaker. Yeah. yeah. Um, a chopper brace saw a famous late 2-1 win for the Bluebirds in 2010, but who scored the goal for the Swans? I know that one. 
Is that question eight? Uh, seven. Well, I don't know. Well, yeah, it might be eight because the bonus thing. It is a six part. Yeah, six. This part. is bloody seamless. Fair play. <laughs> I'll throw in another bonus question to even it up. It's fine. Right. Okay. Who's won the most derbies out of the two? And for the bonus question, how many more have they won? Have we both got an answer? Do you want how many have they won or how many more have they won? Sorry. To put, put down what you reckon then. How many do you think Cardiff have won? How many do you think Swansea have won? And then there's a difference. So either way. I know how many Cardiff won because I saw it on Wikipedia today, but I can't remember how many Swansea won. Oh, I was revising. <laughs> Nerd. <laughs> right, I'm ready. I'm ready. Ben isn't, so I'm ready, but let's just do it. Right, okay. Ben, ben Price is still scribbling. Don't know how many derbies you thought they were. It's a big number. 412. <laughs> right, number one. What colour were we wearing? Green. With. We were wearing green. Lovely, lovely kit there for the FAW Premier Cup. Bit of a grey on that kit. Every time, now and again, I look on eBay and there's never one there. One was on there a while back and went for like 300 quid. That's fucking yeah. mental, some of the prices for sure. Yeah. And the bonus one. Who's nearest? I hope this isn't close. I have to work out the maths. What do you think the attendance was? We'll go to Ben Price first. 6,700. I went 7,500. It was 6,629 to Ben Price's. Oh, that's pretty spot on. (laughs) I knew it was low, but I didn't, I didn't, I was going to go like five, but I thought five is way too low. What, so five people? 5,000. <laughs> yeah, show, shows how much of a, I don't know, people held that competition in high regard, didn't they, really? 6,000. That's ridiculous. What do you reckon we'd get for a tournament like that now? Do you think we'd get close to seven? Uh, I, I, think, I think if we got swapped, but again, it'd be like if we if we're in against like Barry Town in the third round, we'd get a few thousand. But if we I ended up against Swansea in the final, we'd sell out. Look what we're yeah, but that's it, right? Yeah. There we go. That, the, there was no point for that question. Um, <laughs> no, 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 no. I meant for the if you don't want to reckon we get now. I mean, oh. you get a point for the bonus. Okay, right. Yeah, what really? players made the most appearances? I went Andy Leg. Um, ben Price. There's a bloke that I read on Wikipedia, but I can't remember his name because obviously I did actually swap up on this because I humiliated myself. I thought you would have. That's why I went a little bit niche onto them because I knew you'd just read the obvious stuff. And I can't. I green. I don't, I don't, I don't think it's Andy Leg. Is it Green? It's, I, I can't. Greenston or something like that. I can't remember his name properly, but it's something Stone. Put him out his misery, Tom. It's Roger Freestone. Roger Freestone. <laughs> of course it is. Yeah, linked to a move to Cardiff City in two thousand and one, but it never materialised. Swansea fans were mental. Went to Newport in two thousand and four. 
He scored three to... times for Swansea. He scored three penalties. Did, yeah. I just wondered yeah. if Andy Legg, because he played for both sides, he might have stealthily picked up a few extra appearances. Yeah. But... I, don't had, played, I don't think he played many times for... Old Church was the name I couldn't... I was yeah, he, he he was like quite high up the list of them. Yeah. My dad said Alan Curtis, but he wasn't anywhere near it. Because I tested this quiz, and I still didn't spot there was an error in it. But there we go. Okay. Did Andy Legg play for, against Swansea for Cardiff, though? That's the thing I don't know. I, I he, must for, have done in the he played Premier for Swansea. Cup, he, yeah. scored, he scored for Swansea against Cardiff. I think. Or did he play? I don't know if he played for Cardiff. I don't know. Cardiff there was, there was no derbies during that time, was there? No, that was it. That it was just I was just trying to cover. Anyway, doesn't matter. <laughs> the ref, who was he? Mike Dean. Ben Price. I'll be honest. I got it wrong. I put Graham Paul for some reason. Ooh, it was Mike Dean. He's yeah. leveled it up. As soon as you said that, I knew I was wrong. Graham Paul's a lovely man. I met him once. <laughs> Good. <laughs> um, Stephen Colker. Who did he play more times for? Ben Price. Cardiff City. Ben James. Cardiff City. It was thirty-eight times for Cardiff City. He was, he was ever present, wasn't he, that season? I think yeah. he played about twenty-six for Swansea. Uh, bang on twenty-six for Swansea. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I know that. Uh, sad. Um, but how many goals did he score? We'll go to Ben Price first. Six. Ben James. I went four. Five. So like... <laughs> <laughs> Wait, each? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, who was the last player to move directly between the two clubs? Ben James. I went Warren Feeney. Ben Price. That's exactly what I've gone for as well. It was Warren Feeney. Yes. One each, boys. I remember him going on loan. Can I, I might as well do the other question now because you've had the answer. But who was the last player to complete a permanent transfer between the two sides? Oh. Nah. Hmm. No, I've never heard of him. <clears throat> who was it? Dave Penny in 1997 uh, moved from Swansea to Cardiff. I know oh, the name funny. Dave Penny, but I didn't know he'd gone between Cardiff and Swansea. Okay, next question. A chopper brace saw a famous late 2-1 win, but who scored for Swansea? Ben Price. Or Landy. Ben James. Or Landy. I don't trust that you put that down, but I'll give you the point anyway. <laughs> I did put it down. No, 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 it's fine. You looked clueless earlier. I did, but that's because I was trying to figure out if... Because Ashley Williams runs in, right? And I couldn't remember if he touched the ball because he fouls Marshall. That's okay. all I remember. I believe you. Right. So who's won the most games? Cardiff or Swansea? Ben James. Cardiff. Ben Price. Bluebirds. Correct. So point each. Right. This is the side because I, I believe it's five all here. No, but six. <sighs> it's not a decider then. It's fine. Have you got six? Have you? I got, I got the um, green kit and the attendance right. Yeah, two. Two. Then it's My- uh, Cardiff... Uh, for um, Kolka. Yeah, Warren There's Feeney. A point. Warren Feeney. Or Landy. Or Landy. I've, That's five. I've also, I've also got six. One, two, three, four, five. Yeah, yeah we've yeah, both yeah, got so six. Is, yeah, yeah six. It's six or not five or. Yeah, they said, did that out? <laughs> no. Because <laughs> it's 11 o'clock at night and i got to go to bed and get this out in the morning. Fine. Okay, last question. So you both said Cardiff. Oh, yeah, that's that's where the six is. Sorry, yeah. Um, <laughs> you both said teacher. Cardiff. Right. 
so what what do you think the difference is? So how how many games do you think Cardiff and Swansea have won each? Closest. I don't know how many have won each. I just put the difference. Okay, Ben James. What do you think the difference is? Two. Two. Ben Price. Six. It's eight. So Ben Price ah. takes it. Uh. Forty-four wins for Cardiff, thirty-six for Swansea, and twenty-eight draws. I thought it was a lot closer than that. Well played, Ben Price. You showed me up a good and then. Good quiz. Good quizzing. Yeah. I'm happy with that. That was decent. My revision worked. If only I did that earlier in life. If I only I'd revised, I probably would have won. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you'd yeah, earlier in life, you wouldn't be sat here with me and Brother Ben now. <laughs> at 11 o'clock on a 11 Tuesday. 11 o'clock at night, yeah. <laughs> Ready to go to bed. Um, and that's pretty much it from this week's pod, unless there's one last thing to do, and that's tease the Cardiff City Christmas Cracker initiative that we're running from next week tom again all about you this week do you want to explain it well we're gonna well how much am i allowed to give away give away the basic idea because otherwise people will need to know what they're looking out for (laughs) good point (laughs) um there's going to be a lovely free prize draw coming up for um you loyal podcast listeners and anyone else who sees on twitter to be fair um Um, where we're going to be giving away some freebies over 12 days. There's 12 prizes over 12 days with 12 chances to win. So keep an eye out and uh, please enter. Please enter. Um, It's a shameless initiative to just drive up our subscription and follower numbers, Um, which is what marketing is basically, isn't it? So we'll be doing some marketing towards you next week. Um, Look out for that from next Monday, is it, Tom? Uh, Yes, we'll do it from Monday. Like a 12 days of Christmas thing, because it is that time of the year. Um, and hopefully, if we win, it'll be a nice way to celebrate against Swansea. And if we lose, it'll be a nice way to commiserate after um, a Derby Day defeat. Or if it's a draw, then it's just fine. It's a nice time. Um, <laughs> you can tell it's getting late, can't you? Ben, are you going to go to bed straight away? Or have you got some stuff you need to do before you go to sleep? I need to have a shower, because I stink. Oh, that's good to know. I can smell you through the screen. Tom, straight to bed for you? Uh, do a crossword first, because, you know, that's the... The high octane life that I live, then sleep. You mm-hmm. are wild, aren't you? Oh, you mate. Are, mate, calm down. You're going to wind up dead. You've been on hot <laughs> yeah. 27 Club and all that. Um, I'm going to go watch some TikToks. So, <laughs> good night, everyone. <laughs> good night. They're all going to be Carly Rae Jepsen, aren't they? No, I like the TikToks I like are the ones that play the OMC song, How Bizarre, and the ones that have cats in it. So. <laughs> <laughs> Um, enjoy the derby on Saturday lads and I will see you on Sunday bye bye they may not be that smart and they may not be that pretty but they like to talk about Cardiff City it's the view from the ninny and with views from the ninny and not shoes from the ninny and the view from the ninny and